0: Agatha Christie, C.S. Lewis, Beatrix Potter, Margaret Mitchell, James Joyce and J.K. Rowling are all best-selling authors who didn't give up after being rejected by numerous later, I'm sure, regretful publishers. Of course, the publishing industry is a very different creature these days and self-publishing or working with small independent groups is increasingly common. The upcoming Booktown event in Featherston and the Wairarapa has invited three publishers to talk about their experiences in an event called Taking a Publishing Punt. Today we'll get a taste of what Ash Davida-Jane from We Are Babies Press, Murdoch Stevens of Lawrence and Gibson Publishing, and Chris Holdaway of Compound Press will be discussing on the panel. Ash I'd actually like to start with you if I if I could. I thought I'd I'd go around each of you and just get you to talk about your your publishing house and how it how it started. So take me back to the, the early days of We Are Babies Press, if you would.
1: Sure, yeah. So we're pretty young still. Um, it actually started Kind of early last year with uh, Caro DiCarlo and Jay Newland, who had opened Food Court Books in Newtown. They had a little bit of extra funding and they wanted to start publishing some books. So they pulled me and Stacey Teague in um, as well to join, to, to fill out the team. Our first book was published last November. That was Nicole Tetehuya Hawkins Phi, um, which just won the uh, best first book of poetry at the Occam. So that was actually our first book. Um, And we've got four so far, yeah, but uh, steaming ahead, it's going well.
0: What are the kinds of books, as you say, you are young, but what are the kinds of books, the kinds of writers that you feel fit We Are Babies Press? From the beginning, we've been looking for
1: kind of really exciting manuscripts that are doing something quite different or maybe a little bit like new voices, experimental voices, people that either don't really want to go through the traditional methods of publishing or that might um, not fit so well with the traditional methods of publishing. We're also super keen to make it very personal and very like all about the author themselves. So people who are really looking for a publisher that they can trust really well and have a super collaborative process is our main goal, yeah.
0: Chris, what about Compound? A potted history, if you would, and and a chat about your writers.
2: Compound Press has been around with that name a while. We did our very first books back in uh, 2012, but they were they were quite different. It was actually started by a friend and I, and we're just almost out of boredom. Actually, he was working in the print room of a major private Auckland law firm, and we just kind of one day started appropriating materials um, in the print room there to make little folded and stapled. Booklets of poems, and so we started doing that. But thing, things have uh, changed a lot uh, since then. We've uh, also been publishing a, a poetry journal called Minarets for uh, many years as well. We're now in the thirteenth issue, and we'd now do you know much larger books of, of poetry, and probably I guess gained visibility for a lot of people with uh, Jane um, "I Am a Human Being," which uh, won uh, best first book of poetry at the Ockham New Zealand Book Awards last year. And I guess the, the kind of books that we're interested in doing is we really like making books. And so the manuscripts that we uh, get most excited about are the ones that like really feel like they have to be a book to get across what they're doing. And that's the kind of the only way that they could be rather than, say, of of individual poems. We really like things that sort of say, I want to be a book. And that's what we get really excited about making.
0: Well, Murdoch, Lawrence and Gibson Publishing, you've also had um, terrific award success too, but what were its origins?
3: Uh, Lawrence and Gibson started in 2005 with a group of friends, I mean, predominantly me, but a group of friends who moved from Dunedin to Wellington. And we had sort of been involved in the music scene down there and in zine culture a little bit. Um, and I was looking to put out a book, um, uh, my sort of first weird book, and thought, oh, well, let's just pretend it's a publishing company and not just a zine, and we'll make a spine and it could get in bookstores. Um, so that was 2005. Um, yeah, it's sort of been releasing two books ever, every year since then.
0: I interviewed um, one of the, the best-known names from your publishing house, Brandon Nannalingam, just the other day about his latest book. Um, but Brand's book, Sprigs, was, uh, was one of your great successes, wasn't
3: it? Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, great successes in that we sold a lot of it, and we uh, made this little like gold-covered version of the book to give to him to honour his being the best-selling book, uh, shortlisted for the Occam's and won the Nao Marsh Awards. Yeah, but I think his current one's really um, getting a lot of attention as well at the moment. So we're kind of excited to see what's going to happen with
0: Chris, given you've been in this area for for a long time now, how do you gauge success? I mean, for a publisher, it really is about sales and awards um, as well. But from your point of view, what does a successful book look like outside the numbers of sales? Because poetry, they're seldom big sellers.
2: Sure, yeah, I mean, um talk about you know runs for a poetry book are often just being the hundreds, you know, not not enormous runs. I guess we l- like to look at you know how how the author feels about you know what they what they get at the end and if they feel it's something that they're really proud of having, then it, it feels uh, like a good a good success to us. and if we have a enjoyable creative process and and bringing it to life and just can take a lot of pride in doing it i've got a a day job as well so not necessarily trying to pay any bills by doing this but you know trying to trying to make it work as a as a viable thing that keeps going and can keep doing more stuff so when you know more people come to us wanting to do books with us i guess that's success in, in and of itself that there are people looking at the books we're making and saying hey you know i would like to be part of that as well
0: that must be a joy of the job, um, Murdoch, from your instance. Do you ever go shoulder tapping? You know, you you and your friends involved with the press looking out for talent that you'd like to bring into the um, the stable of Lawrence and, and Gibson, or is it more people coming to you <laughs> saying, you we know, we love your work, please consider us?
3: I a bit of both, to be honest. Um, Lawrence and Gibson's a collective, so we're fairly democratic in the way we, I mean, not to say that the other one, I know we are babies as well, but... All of the writers who publish with us have to become a part of the collective and take part in the publishing. And I think that creates a little bit of an aura around what it means to be part of that process. I mean, maybe it's sort of drunkenly shoulder-tapping people at parties and saying, hey, it'd be amazing if you wrote a novel. Um, and not necessarily people who had thought of writing before, but there's this vehicle out there that they could use. Um, but then again, when we have um, media appearances or you know, short listings of books and things like that, we tend to get quite a few submissions. And, and not many of them really fit the, the mould of what we're trying to do, but it's still interesting to see what's out there and what can come through. And we have published a few uh, manuscripts that have come to us out of the blue.
0: As you mentioned before that for some of your writers, they... They don't want to go down the, um, the, the more traditional path of going through those big publishing houses. I mean, you're somewhere in between the big publishing houses and self-publishing, which also has taken off um, like crazy in the last few years. It's been made easier. But what are the advantages, do you think, for a writer of coming into a small press?
1: I mean, I think there's really a lot of them. I think compared to self-publishing on one hand, we know all the process. We know what we're doing. You're getting professional editors. You're getting probably people that are going to give you advice on the cover, that are going to pay for the cover design. Um, you're getting like the whole, basically your handheld through the whole thing and aiming to create like quite a beautiful thing that also can be sold commercially and we have all the contacts in the bookshops and everything. Compared to a bigger publisher I think I mean every publisher is really different but from my perspective I think because we are quite a small team and I mean there's only three of us now um, we're quite a small team and we are really like doing it out of passion we care so much about the books that we're putting out so I think you really get that like very very personal touch and I mean, likely we're only working on one book at a time, so all of our focus is going in on that, whereas for a bigger publisher, maybe they've got like five or six different books going on. Obviously, they care about the work that they're doing, but their attention is is split, or maybe it's being worked on by lots of different people at once, whereas we just like, you know, have a coffee with the author and sit down, and it's like they are our whole focus, which I think is really great.
0: Chris, do any of the writers who come to Compound Press have stories of trying an alternative path, maybe trying self-publishing, finding it's not for them, or getting rejection letters from other publishers?
2: Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a few people have come to us saying, you know, they have considered the sort of university press route and a look to something like Compound is actually a preferable option, I think for a lot of the reasons that, that Ash already alluded to, where you can, you can just be a lot closer to uh, what you do rather than getting kind of run along a... A conveyor belt maybe sometimes that's definitely happened i mean we have i guess also quite a s- strong sort of aesthetic look to how we make our our books they they all kind of have a, a cohesive um, similar design system uh, throughout the catalog so you know if someone kind of likes the the look of that they yeah that can be can be quite appealing as well and as a small press you can kind of Make these decisions like that, that produce something very cohesive and and yeah, like a really strong sensibility, rather than a larger publisher that has maybe spread a lot more widely over different topics and and aesthetic realms as well.
0: Murdoch, how important potentially are things like literary awards, not only to the writer but also to a publishing house in terms of profile?
3: I mean, they are valuable. Um, I sort of rank them alongside a few other things that altogether add up to um, making the thing feel worthwhile. Um, So CNZ grants are are pretty validating as well. So if you've got money coming in and you've been backed by the sector and reviews as well, I mean, you just can't tie um, your work in this space to awards because there's a few people deciding on any given day what the best thing is. And really, it's not really a competitive sport that we're a part of. It's all a collective deal. People are way more supportive of each other, and it actually feels like it creates more conflict sometimes than benefit. And then at the end of it, it's really like you just can't let that dominate how you think about the success of your books. Um, And I mean, all of us as publishers are also writers. Ash's book came out a couple of years ago, How to Live with Mammals, and Chris's Gorse poems just came out, and one from me as well. So we've all got that kind of experience of dealing with the highs and lows of Getting
0: awards or missing out on awards, yeah. Mash. Um, I mean, you mentioned before that you know the the first book out to win an award was that. Did that feel like a validation? I, I take on board what Murdoch saying. Murdoch saying, you know, it shouldn't be a, a blood sport and it shouldn't be competitive. Um, but that's a that's a huge validation for for your writer for their book uh, and for you as a as a press.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um... I mean, obviously it's really exciting, and I think also it's it's really cool that the um that the award stays in the kind of small press family uh, with Jay's book from Compound Press winning it last year. Personally, I was not at all surprised. I think that this book is incredibly deserving of that award and it just made so much sense. Um, but yeah, it's been really exciting, for Nicole, we are all super thrilled for her um and I think it's helped as well just to kind of bring a little bit more awareness to the press and you know we're getting like more media and our books are being picked up by a couple of other bookstores that they weren't in before and things like that um it's just yeah it is really nice to kind of get that extra extra piece of validation that we're doing a good thing
0: I get this great sense, Chris, of kind of friendship, companionship between your presses. What are you noticing, given that Compound's been in the game for some time? Are there more and more small presses springing up? Because I'm just thinking, what I don't know, 10, 12 years ago, quite a few of the big publishing houses were merging, and there was, a, you know, there was an awful lot of concern about that, that there'd be way fewer opportunities for our writers. And then presses started to emerge. But what's the trend? Are more and more coming through?
2: Yeah, I th- I think that's definitely true. I mean, when we started, it was definitely weren't as many around as there are now. And I think a lot of barriers to entry are getting a bit lower. Like it's it's much easier to get a book printed now. There are um good print houses that are, are used to working with these smaller organizations and 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 do it well and do it, do it gladly. So, you know, there's 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 ways. To do it that are maybe just a bit bit easier than it has been in the past. I still say all the time that I think New Zealand is still incredibly undersaturated in terms of the number of publishers that are out there small and and large so um, something else that we we work on is that we have a, a collective called expensive hobby which is a distribution collective to help small presses get their get their books into bookstores. so we work with uh, we are babies press as well as dead bird books and and some other, Publishers to help small presses that come up, you know, get get into into bookstores. So there is a, a great sense of communi- community. I think in the small press scene, we like to party together, and yeah, I think there, there can there can be more, and people shouldn't be shouldn't be afraid of giving it a go.
0: Murdoch, when you think back to starting out, what were perhaps a couple of the biggest obstacles, uh, and maybe some advice you can give to people listening to this, going, yeah, look, I've thought for ages, I'd love to start up a press, I don't know where to start.
3: I remember going into bookstores to try and hand sell copies in the first five years. That was so miserable. I hated it the most of anything, of like just walking in and begging for people to take one or two copies of your book. So maybe the advice is um, get friends with sales experience and who have different abilities so they can do the stuff that you hate doing.
0: Oh, Murdoch, you painted such a picture of it. You said we face coming out of bookshops, right?
3: Oh, not just sad and wee, like bright red and like sweating, like it was horrific. I haven't done that in years, and luckily we've been getting reviews and things now, so I don't have to self-flagellate in front of um, retailers.
0: Oh, good grief. Ash, did you have, oh, you're, you're new to it, so I guess the landscape has, has changed. But what advice could you give to um, other people who might have been in, you know, sitting where you are a couple of years ago, interested but not quite ready to jump? I would
1: say probably one of the most important things is make sure that you start it with people that you that you get along really well with and that you know that you can work well with and whose whose work you admire as well because I mean it, it is hard work and you need you need support from the people that you're working with so we've got a really strong team that we are babies and it's just I'd like we couldn't do it otherwise. And Chris
2: I guess, a, a bit of patience, I can definitely sympathize with uh, Murdoch's sort of experiences once upon a time. And, you know, just having patience to to keep doing stuff. And literature is kind of a slow game, perhaps compared to, you know, the more immediately glitzy worlds of say, like music or, or visual art, I feel like it's kind of a slow burn long game. So have patience and, and be prepared to kind of Muck away on stuff for, for a while, and 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 you know eventually people will will start paying attention if you keep keep doing good things and have patience and be prepared for it to take a bit of time. But like anything worth doing, you'll enjoy it.
0: Taking a publishing punt takes place on the 11th of June at Saint Teresa's Church Hall in Featherston as part of Booktown. You heard from panelists Chris Holdaway, Murdoch Stevens, and Ash David Jane.